Hi, welcome to Not Another Marketing Podcast, where I'm talking to Mickey Kennedy, the founder of press release distribution service ereleases.com. Now, we're talking about how to target, write, and distribute a great press release. Thanks for downloading. Now, in a world of social media and, like, instant everything, press releases can seem a little bit old school. But they never really went away, and they can help you increase brand exposure, generate sales and leads. They still basically work. In this episode, I'm talking to Mickey Kennedy, who's the founder of ereleases.com, who distributes press releases to journalists and the PR wire network and that. It's a chat that's full of loads of tips and advice on how to get ideas for your press releases, target them correctly, and write them as well and also get results with them which is the the main thing lots of insight you can find mickey at ereleases.com that's ereleases.com also on linkedin twitter and facebook all the links are in the show notes now can i quickly mention that not another marketing podcast is totally ad free love it if you could give the pod a quick shout on social media subscribe via your favorite podcast app Uh, check out more podcasts at jtid.co.uk forward slash podcasts. Now, the first thing I asked Mickey was if press releases are working well in 2021. Are folks looking for media exposure or is it just that old-fashioned SEO backlink thing? PR is working. Um, Some people pursue it for SEO backlinks. The goal here is to get actual articles written even when you do get those links back to you. Um, The syndication of your press release that appears on multiple websites is less important and doesn't really convey any SEO value. So what you are looking for is to get, you know, trade publications, magazines, online websites, newspapers, and other places to write an article about you. And it it is happening. Um, I have clients who have, you know, lots of success doing it. Um, over the past year, we've seen, um, a lot more success with positive stories, um, articles that have more of a positive spin. I think that with everything that we've been going through, um, over this time has made it that the media wants to showcase more, you know, positive stories and uplifting things rather than a lot of negative stuff. So, uh, if you have negative trending news, it probably you know, depending on how newsworthy it is, may not do as well, but stuff that's positive is, is really, you know, uh, grown and uh, gone very viral. We did a press release last year um, during the beginning of the pandemic when restaurants were shut down in the States and it was for the um, dining bond initiative. And uh, they got picked up in over 150 um, uh, publications, the Wall Street Journal, New York Times, Washington sure. Post, um, all the food magazines and trade publications. Yeah. Um, we actually stopped counting 150 places that picked <laughs> it up because there was just so many minor places that were out there as well. Um, it generated millions of dollars in revenue for the effort. And again, it was just one press release, which we would have charged, you know, I did it uh, as a favor, but, you know, we would have charged for a new customer 269 to move that press release. And it, you know, it's, it's hard to find anywhere else in marketing where you could potentially plug in $269 and spit out, you know, anywhere from 11 to $17 million on the other side. It just doesn't happen. Uh, with PR, uh, it doesn't happen often either, 
but it could. And that's the real leverage part with PR where um, you could uh, put in a press release and if you have a really newsworthy angle or something that really fits right now, uh, you can get lots of media attention, uh, lots of articles written about you, and that can drive customers and end users to you. Um, yeah, there also be an SEO benefit because you know, you've got major websites linking sure. to you, which is great. But the real goal here is to get uh, the audience to go to you. And the thing that my clients find is when, when they do get these visitors, um, they generally just want to buy. They hardly ever open another window and price shop and see, can I get this cheaper on Amazon? They want to do business with the company they read about and had that positive experience. And, um, you know, they, they generally are very good customers. Yeah, it's good to know that kind of like publishers are looking for good news because that's kind of all that businesses have. You, As a business, you're not going to kind of like go out to everybody and say, hey, here's all my bad news. Right. That. You, you know, you're only going to be saying nice things. So it's nice that um, publications are, are maybe focusing a little bit more on, on good news stories. It's kind of like local what local newspapers used to do years ago, I think. Yeah, a lot of them would focus on positive little local yeah. stories, um, a charity that was being helped or something that someone did for the community that was very positive because people feel good when they have stories like that. And, yeah. you know, hearing stories about the latest crime and uh, even worse that happens out there, it, 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 it dulls you a little bit. And so we do need to be uplifted from times to time. And so, you know, um, the local media uh, does it, um, and you can do it yourself by, you know, uh, piggybacking on something that you're doing that's very positive and helping the community, whether it's just within your industry or your local community. Yeah, let's get this SEO thing out of the way first, because press release is written for SEO. Like years ago, folks used to like throw up a really badly written SEO, um, PR, press release, and they used to have all those links in it, hundreds of them. And they used to fire it off at a million different types of PR directories, link it, and they thought it was doing a good job for their for their website via SEO. That doesn't really work. It is exposure, isn't it? A media exposure we're looking for, not really SEO links in a massive scale. Right. So, yeah, that, that business model is gone. Sure. Um, there are still some operators in that space, but it doesn't really help you. Um, the websites that syndicate that stuff generally don't have a lot of high traffic. Um, you're really looking to get in front of journalists and have them write a unique article about you. You're not looking for your press release, you know, regurgitated or duplicated on another website. It, that just doesn't really help you very well. Um, so, you, you, you know, it, it does work uh, if you stay true to the messaging and the audience, which is a journalist. And if you can sort of develop a message that speaks to him and or her and is something they want to share with their audience because in a way they're acting as a gatekeeper and they're deciding what content their audience would enjoy. Yeah. And a lot of times you'll find that journalists like to write about small esoteric companies, um, strange little new products. Um, the Indiegogo and Kickstarter stuff does so well uh, because they're usually novel and interesting and kind of quirky. And journalists like to be seen as curators and bringing to light 
something that you likely haven't seen before. If it's just something like, uh, you know, let me do uh, dive in and show you the latest Microsoft Office product, you know, it, it, nobody's going to be receptive to that. And <laughs> no. Microsoft has billions of dollars to advertise. Yeah. So they feel much better uh, showcasing small companies and startups and entrepreneurs. And so it's a place where you really have an advantage over a well-funded uh, competitor or industry leader. So the, the million dollar question, I suppose, is how do we get publishers to run our stories? What's the thing that your press release needs? Uh, it needs to be um, newsworthy. And right. I, I say that because, it, you know, you you have to have news. Sure. And it is it that your website's mobily responsive? No, no, but I get press releases like that. Is it yeah. that you've um, elevated someone from uh, an associate HR person to uh, HR director? That's not really very important either. Yeah. So you wanna make sure that what you're issuing has a higher threshold of, of newsworthiness. And it's a place where you can be creative and sort of develop your own news. And that's the strategy that I recommend to a lot of my clients and has worked very well for them. Um, you can do an industry survey or study and be the author of it. It doesn't matter who you are in your industry. You do not have to be an industry leader or well-recognized to put out a survey or a study. And uh, I've had this work for many different types of clients of all different sizes, most of them very small. They are not experts or well-known in their industry industry had never gotten media coverage before, mm -hmm. but they released a, su a survey with really interesting results and um, they did very well and got numerous um, trade publications and other uh, outlets to cover them. And uh, in, in this case, uh, I had an auto repair shop in Pennsylvania that was looking to get some auto industry uh, publications to link yeah. to them. They had a new website. and. Uh, so they were like, what's the easiest way to get an auto industry trade publications to link to me? And I said, you got to have really newsworthy content and sure. you being a local auto repair shop in Pennsylvania, I can tell you you're not it, yeah. but you could do a survey. So uh, we came up with a survey. I always recommend to throw one or two oddball questions in there because sometimes yeah. that can get the creative juices flowing. In this case, it worked really well. Um, they didn't know who to send it to. I told them, reach out to a small or independent trade association that serves your industry yeah. and ask if they'll send the, uh, the survey to their list. They sent it through email and shared it on social media and they got over 800 auto repair shops in the US to uh, complete the survey. And the question that really went viral and did really well was uh, one of those left field ones where we asked, what's the strangest thing that a customer left in their car while being repaired? And <laughs> yeah. it was just an open field where they could write a story if they wanted to. And yeah. we did get some really interesting anecdotes. Uh, it wasn't really that statistically relevant, but it was what the, the media really wanted. They were fun stories. There was like boa constrictor, uh, grandma <laughs> was left in an urn and they had to retrieve her oh. uh, for a memorial and just little stories that that yeah. just you know worked really well and we found that the media outlets varied on how many they covered you know depending sure. on how much space they wanted to uh allocate for the story so some would just pick the top 
you know, 10 or most, uh, in, uh, what they felt was the 10 most interesting stories. Some picked 20, 25. We published, uh, I think around 70 or 80, uh, of, of these, uh, things, but they weren't ranked because each one was individually unique. And there were some other questions that were asked that were pertinent to the industry, but that was the question that really did very well. And they got over 10 auto industry trade publications. I think like a dozen small newspapers picked it up and their local newspaper picked it up as well. So they did extremely well for one press release and, uh, you know, got a lot of traffic from it. And, uh, you know, and it, it got their goal, they started ranking within three months for a new domain name that they had. Um, and that was that was their main goal. So it does can work for SEO, but not in the way that it used to sure. used to you paid a service, it spidered the same press release on duplicate websites. Yeah. And that was an SEO goal. Now you have to be more intelligent, and try to come up with a story where people write unique articles. In their case, everybody that covered them wrote a unique article. It was authored by that journalist and they all sort of tailored it to fit, you know, the, 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 the amount of space that they were allocated sure. for their audience and, you know, the, the size that they thought their audience would be receptive to. So, you know, those things do work and they can work quite well. Yeah, it's it's you mentioned it's writing a good story as in writing something that's interesting. Do you think a lot of businesses kind of like get caught up in themselves a little bit, and and they're quite insular? I, I, when I worked in radio many many years ago, I used to get a lot of press releases ending up on the desk, and a lot of them used to be we've won an award, and I would look at that and I would think to myself, but nobody actually cares, right? Uh, so do you think? You think we've got to kind of like look at what other people want rather than stay insular within our business? Right. So like in the case of you winning an award, what could you say that would make that interesting to someone's sure. audience? Yeah. And if you can sort of reverse design, reverse engineer the press release with that in mind, you could potentially do a press release on winning an award. But what you've done is you have put content out that is really interesting. So you may focus on uh, our award is, it was for X, Y, and Z. This is what we did that was really cool and the industry is recognizing. And uh, here, here is the challenge that we had. You could also you know, create almost like a case study. This yeah. was the challenge. This is how we solved it. This is how we work. Puts a couple of compelling quotes in the press release. And that would stand a much better chance than just a general press release saying we won an award. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. you know, if you put the story in there, why you won the award, what yeah. was the story behind the, the campaign or project that you did? And, uh, you know, write it as if it is like a story and you're telling the story that that has a much better chance of getting media success. Uh, what I find is um, a lot of times clients come to me and they want to appear bigger than they are. Sure. Uh, a lot of them are, are uh, mom and pops. They're, uh, you know, maybe even a side business that they're starting online and they want to come across as a corporation. Yeah. And interestingly, if you break that and come across as a human, you have a much better success rate. I've had people tell me some really interesting little stories and I'm like, we should share that in a press release. And they're like, oh, I don't know. You know, sometimes they're embarrassing little growth uh, stories. We had one person who said they had to cancel Thanksgiving one year and uh, the whole family uh, gathered in their garage 
and uh, fulfilled packages because they got slammed with orders and they had to go out in time for people to receive them. And so that was their Thanksgiving. And that story we wrote about in a press release and they were embarrassed about it at first, but I I told them, I think it's going to do well. It got picked up by Inc. Magazine and they loved that anecdote because it's, it's a, it's something that a lot of people who've started businesses and grown businesses can identify with. And it also makes, you know, makes a corporation or a business very personable and human. And at the end of the day, we are all humans and we love stories. It's, it's natural and anything that you can do to align yourself to a story driven press release, uh, I think it's going to have a, a much better chance of success. Yeah, I think you're right about about kind of like being more human. You've got a lot of large corporations who are desperately trying to appear more human as well. Right. Because yeah, they, yeah. they don't want to look like ginormous corporations. Um, so you've got any other little tips for writing a release? Do I mean, do we need to think hard about things like titles and summaries and things like that? The headline is the most important because journalists, um, through a service like ours, we send them to journalists by email, um, which is great. But a lot of them will also pull the releases off a wire and our releases go out over a national wire as well. And they're driven by headlines. And then you click on the headline to uh, view the story. So the headline's job is to really pique the interest of the journalist while also conveying important information. Um, A lot of people get wrong about headlines as they come up with a a quirky uh, pun a filled headline like you'd see like on the New York Post or some publications. And you got to realize you're writing for a journalist and he's just trying to determine, is this story relevant to my industry and my audience? And so uh, leave the creative headlines to the journalist and just try to stick to the facts. And you can still uh, say it in a compelling way. But, you know, if you are trying to, you know, advance your creative writing skills, uh, use that to develop a first person quote. That's really cool because uh, a lot of times uh, I see stories that get inspired by a press release, a press release will talk about an industry topic or something. And the journalist goes, that's a really cool story. So he writes the article. And then he mentions the uh, the small company that inspired the pre- uh, the article in the press release. He might even include the quote that they included. And then the, his managing editor looks at it and says, "This is a great story, but why did they write, write about? Why did they mention this small company? And this is such a weak quote." And he just scratches through it, and yeah, the company yeah. that inspired the article just gets removed completely, yeah. and the article goes to print with no company listed. If you had a really compelling quote. And the, the, the managing editor or supervising editor would look at it and say, I've never heard of this company, but man, that's a great quote. And I can see why I included it in here. And that's a great way to make sure that that doesn't happen because I've had that happen numerous times. And it's like a gut punch when you've, you inspired the story because you issued it. And then a day or two later, an article about the same subject gets printed to someone you sent the press release to, and you're not mentioned at all. And it seems like, oh, you know, like such a terrible (laughs) offense, but it honestly happens because so many times the managing editors just don't realize this, you know, the genesis of the story. And they also, in some cases, really don't even care. They're just like, it was a weak quote. And uh, as a result, it didn't stand the test uh, when it came to editing and pruning it down. Uh, So, you know, put some creative thought in your quotes, make sure the quotes sing 
uh, they can't be easily paraphrased. If they were to remove that quote, there'd be a loss to the story or article. And that's a, a great test to use when you're writing a press release. What do you think the uh, the big reason a, a press release might fail is? Well, I'm sure there's many reasons. What's the, What's kind of like the big problems you see? I think it's the press releases that don't have any strategy in them. The ones that you mentioned or we talked about where it's, uh, you know, uh, uh, a hire, a new hire, uh, or you, yeah. you know, uh, someone's risen in the ranks and they did a press release on that, or it's just a very safe topic. Like, you know, uh, we have these new features in our new re-release of our new product or something like that. And it lacks the story and compelling it, it's so many times when you write a press release for you, you sort of neglect what's in it for them. And you really want to see if it passes the test of, uh, you know, is would this be important to your key audience? And if not, what could you add or change or modify that would make it relevant to that audience? And sometimes it's adding a story, uh, building out a case study in a story format that might help a little bit to improve the newsworthiness of a press release. Um, sometimes it's just not sending a press release about a new hire uh, through a service like e-releases where you have to pay for it. Sure. Uh, you know, those types of press releases generally result in a local news article and sometimes one trade publication. Find yeah. out who those two people are and just send them the press release directly. Don't pay for a service like e-releases. Uh, save your money for more strategic press releases. And, um, you know, that's you know, that that's the real secret to it. Um, you know, so many people pay to send mediocre press releases and it's almost like they come out of being voted by committee and no one will ever be offended reading this press release, yeah. but also no one's ever going to be inspired by it. And, yeah, yeah. and that's the real you know magic that's missing. Yeah. You, you mentioned earlier about kind of like mom and pop stores, little little businesses, small businesses, um, uh, looking for, for some media coverage in that. But you don't always want to aim for like the great national coverage, do you? I mean, it can sometimes be a bad thing if you get too much coverage in a way. I've known a few businesses kind of like, but we don't have enough stock. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah, I mean... It, it, Small media helps, and there's a lot of, of small newspapers and places like that that are l reviewing press releases and can be a meaningful segment for you to to go to. And when you're issuing a release through a service, um, it does go to them. But, you know, it is cool to get picked up and recognized by a national uh you know, newspaper. We had a self-published author once get picked up by USA Today and was the front page of their entertainment section. Right. And it's a, you know, a pretty good sized newspaper, uh, national paper here in the US. And, uh, you know, it was a huge coup for him. He had tried to do a reading at his local bookstore and they said, no, he was too small. So then he <laughs> followed up with, here I am in USA Today, would you reconsider? And they said yes. Yeah. And so, you know, those kinds of things help uh, any type of national recognition that you get. But the small stuff helps quite a bit. And industry-specific blogs and websites and trade publications are really good for a lot of B2B businesses. And um, so many of them, it's a matter of not getting a lot of media coverage, but getting the right two to four um, 
trade publications to pick up your story is a huge win for them. And they'll be like, if we can do this again and again, we will continue to do so because, you know, this is our audience. This is our customer base and it's very relevant. And the equivalent advertising space for this would be like, you know, astronomical. Yeah, I suppose it if you get published, be whatever type of it could be a trade press, could be a local newspaper, could be anything that the media read the media. So you're not just going to get one hit out of this. You could get multiple hits from other other media outlets actually reading the story which has been published. Right. A lot of times what happens is if there's major trends in a uh, an industry, like a trade segment, it will then slowly start to cycle out to newspapers and magazines and other places as well. So a lot of times journalists will see something and be inspired by it and tailor it towards yeah. their readers. Yeah. So, so what about distribution? This is your business. Um, we might have the perfect release. I'm sure it doesn't exist, but we've written the perfect release. Uh, nothing's going to happen, is it, unless it lands in the right inbox? How do we how do we do this? Right. So, when you issue a press release over a paid service, you you really want to make sure that a major newswire is included. Um, here in the U.S., there's three. There's um, the oldest and largest is PR Newswire, yeah. then Business Wire, and then Globe Newswire, and it's also good if you can do email pitching or have them send it through, through email to really relevant, hyper-targeted journalists. And that's sort of my business model at e-releases. We send our releases to subscribing journalists um, and uh, who would be really, we believe, interested in this press release or the right appropriate audience. And then we send it over the Newswire nationally, currently PR Newswire, and it goes out uh, to them it gets tagged with the appropriate industries through them as well. And so it's a, it's then available to all of these people. If it's not very newsworthy, not much is going to happen beyond the initial reports. Sure. It does get syndicated on a few websites, but like I mentioned before, that's not really important. Yeah, your release is on Yahoo News and a couple of other places, but what you're really looking for is someone to write an article about you and put it in front of their audience. And so, uh, you know, by sending it out through email to your target um, journalist and over a major newswire, you've done pretty much all you can do. The only thing you could go beyond and do is what a PR firm does, and that's actually call and do a personal pitch sure. uh, directly to a specific journalist. But you know, barring that, uh, you know, that's you know the widest distribution you can get is a major newswire and uh, combining it with an email send as well. Um, you know, getting back to strategy, if there's something that you can do that can elevate the importance or newsworthiness of your press release, that's going to help quite a bit, um, including as much uh, data and numbers in it as possible. Even if they're public numbers, just putting it in the press release can put it in perspective and makes it a little more relevant. So if you point out that 92% of the people in your industry um, are, you know, not accepting, um, you know, uh, new bill pay options yeah. like uh, X, Y, and Z, uh, 
you know, that makes your solution much more relevant because you've, you've, you've pointed out a, you know, this, this public number that 92% of your industry isn't doing this. And yet we live in a world where so many other, uh, industries are advancing quickly. And, you know, that makes the story jump a little bit and a little more newsworthy. Um, there's other things you can do. Um, uh, I, I recommend for a lot of my small clients, if you're in an industry that's, always, you know, there's always trends going on in the industry. Right now, there's a lot of stuff that's very pro-environmental and uh, electric yeah. cars are being sure. hyped quite a bit. And if you came in with a contrarian viewpoint and said something like, you don't want to come across as crazy or, or irrational, but you can rationally say, I don't think electric cars right now are the solution. Uh, the mining that happens, the labor practices are uh, terrible. Yeah, yeah. Um, the uh, uh, environmental damage done to the earth by mining these is not good. And we're, you know, going to be faced with all of these batteries in yeah. 10 years that have to be uh, addressed. How do we get rid of them responsibly? And I believe, you know, until we solve this, we shouldn't be embracing electric cars so quickly as we are right now. Sure. And what happens is every time someone in your industry writes about electric cars, they're going to think about you and how you pointed out some cons and they'll just plug you in. Um, so it's a lot easier if you have a contrarian viewpoint to get picked up and quoted again and again um, for for your views, because, you know, a journalist is supposed to be objective and to give both sides. If you're the only person that's come out and said something negative about a subject, you're the one that they're going to go to when they do uh, balance out the story, and include the, the negatives. Um, is there anywhere we can get our press releases checked? Because like if we've written a press release and we think it's the best thing which has ever been released ever in the world and then it goes to somebody who knows what they're talking about and they actually look at it and go say actually this is a little bit rubbish is there somewhere where we can get an opinion on this there is um, it, um at ereleases.com uh, that's my website sure. um you can uh email us or start a chat uh, during business hours or give us a call. Uh, we don't have any salespeople, it's just editors. They will review your press release and get back to you with uh, feedback. Allow 24 hours, a full business day uh, yeah. to get back to you. But uh, as they have time, they'll get back to you. Um, we do that at no cost. It's just something we do. We want people to succeed and, yeah. and we're available and we're there. You know, our, our real, uh, you know, reason for being is to help small businesses. So we're willing to do that. And it, it's, you know, we help a lot of people do their first real release, uh, getting it out there and getting it over the newswire and to journalists. And we see a lot of different types. Another thing that I would recommend uh, for your audience is uh, I have a free masterclass on press release strategies. So you could build a right. whole PR campaign of strategic press releases that have a very strong likelihood of getting media pickup. And it's less than an hour. It's completely free. It's available at ereleases.com forward slash plan, P-L-A-N. And uh, I would recommend that. Um, it, it's, it's very elementary. 
And in some cases it might seem obvious, but so many people don't realize these obvious ways in which you can be relevant and newsworthy. Um, the survey and study is, is one of those ways in which you can do it. Being contrarian about a subject is another one of those ways. And I would just recommend that anybody considering PR do commit to a PR campaign of four to six releases so that you've done a sampling to see if it'll work, but make sure they're strategic press releases and the type that are more likely to get media coverage and to, to really drive visitors uh, you know, to your story. Um, Mickey, th thanks for your time. Really appreciate it. And um, where can we find your website, social media bits and pieces? Give the, give the name a quick blast. Sure, it's ereleases.com and all my social media is on the lower right. Um, LinkedIn's the easiest way to reach me and I, I do check my LinkedIn. Some of the others I don't spend as much time on. Uh, but uh, yeah, just visit ereleases.com and feel free uh, if you have questions or considering doing PR or press releases, just reach out to us and speak to one of our editors and they'll, they'll walk you through the process. Fantastic. Brilliant. I'll leave some links in the show notes. Uh, thanks for your time. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks again to Mickey for his time. If you've enjoyed this episode, you can subscribe for more on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or your favourite podcast player. Just search for Not Another Marketing Podcast. Thanks for listening.